you know, it's, I kind of smile because I meet people around the country, around the world, and I often say how beautiful it is that their anniversary or their wedding was on, you know, like the Feast of St. Therese, the little flower, or the birthday of Mary, how beautiful. And we always say, well, my parents was on the beheading of John the Baptist. So, so many trials, right, through things such as a marriage. But anyway, here's, I think, what, and I'll take you back to seminary with me because, again, I'm so honored that I had such great scripture classes, and I want to share them with you. And and what I learned about the scriptures, and this is a perfect example. Now, the virtue. Now, remember, we in the Catholic faith talk about different virtues. We have the cardinal virtues. We have the theological virtues. Okay, so we have, for instance, um, the biggest of all, the theological virtues, the highest of all, faith, hope, and love, right? Those are infused by God at your baptism. You can't do anything to grow those. Those are a gift. But prudence, temperance, justice, and fortitude, the cardinal virtues, those you can grow through your efforts. Now, the virtue of making correct judgments, which all of us wish we could do better about right or wrong, making good, correct judgments about right or wrong, like, in other words, exercising your conscience is the virtue of prudence, being smart, thinking before we act or speak. This is where Herod failed. Herod erred in his judgment. He lacked prudence. Now, he also lacked fortitude. Why? Because he was afraid of the opinion of others. He didn't do the right thing because he was worried about the opinion of others. He didn't have strength. What is fortitude? Fortitude is courage. Courage. So Herod failed in prudence. He didn't think before he acted. He failed in fortitude. He didn't have the courage. He also lacked temperance, which he was engaging in improper, too much of lavish, you know, he was having this lavish thing. And Justice. Justice is giving one their due. He was not just to his brother whose wife he took. So he failed in all of these. That's why this is a good lesson for us. Now, like many Hollywood stars, let's, let's use Hollywood stars, but you could use athletes, you could use Wall Street bankers, you could use anyone here. But I think Hollywood stars is a good example because like them, here it had everything except a clear conscience and peace with God. You notice how many of these actors and actresses are troubled, even taking their own lives. I think of Robin Williams and others because there isn't a peace. Now, the power of the conscience is powerful. And that's why it doesn't matter how much money you have, how rich you are, you can't run from your conscience. This is powerful. The power of the conscience. You know, it will impose a worse sentence than any judge. When you know you are guilty, 
My conscience to me is my greatest guide because even though I fail or I'm weak or I'm this or that, my conscience keeps trying to steer me back. Now I'll fall again, but go to confession, try to get back on the right track. The conscience. Those who have rejected God, though they have a lot, a lot of money, riches, or fame, are ultimately a lot of times the most insecure people of all, right? The most, I think of Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes had everything back century, uh, decades ago. He had everything. Yet he was the most insecure person maybe Hollywood ever saw. And he wasn't necessarily an actor, but just a businessman. And this is the case with Herod and Herodias. Do you know that they were so insecure about what they were doing? You know, they both later committed suicide. Both of them. Their conscience got to them. We see in today's gospel how weak and insecure they both were. They both were. One, in the fact that Herod was fearing John the Baptist, and second, Herodias wanted to get rid of John the Baptist. She didn't want to be told what you're doing is wrong. Now, that's interesting. Let's look at this. Herod, in one sense, he loved to listen to John, but in another, he feared him. He was insecure. Herod and Herodias wanted to do away with somebody who was accusing them, someone who was calling them to task. That's a work, uh, a work of mercy. Admonish the sinner. You got to do it in love. But they wanted to sin in peace. That's the whole MO of our society today. Shut down the Catholic voice because we want to sin in peace. Now, we're accused of everything from being self-righteous. <laughs> Trust me, I've been given more grace than anybody, and I know my brokenness. I know my sinfulness. I know it. So me speaking about the truth doesn't mean I am without sin or perfect. Of course not. I'm the worst. But at least I know I need the mercy of God, and that's all the Catholic voice is trying to say. We're not trying to condemn people. That's not our job. We're just saying we need the guidance of God. And because society wants to sin in peace, they shut it down. That's why we have the cancel culture. That's why we have censoring on Facebook and places like that, is because the Catholic voice is being shut down. Pro-life voice is being shut down. Marriage voice is being shut down. And so this is what we see here. Because of his conscience, because conscience will get you, Herod couldn't rid himself of this sin of adultery. He couldn't. His conscience wouldn't let him. You know, it's the same thing of trying to silence, as I said, the Catholic Church, Planned Parenthood, the LBGT agenda, criticizing and condemning the church as being hateful and bigotry. It's not. You know why they attack the Catholic Church? Their conscience. They know it's not right. Somewhere, even if they're not a believer in God, somewhere deep inside, they know it's wrong. They know it. And the only way they can react is to strike against that voice 
that tries to point it out, just like Herod did to John the Baptist. Very interesting. Herod could not simply rid himself of this man who confronted him with his sin. And you know what? Cancel culture is not going to get rid of the Catholic Church. You can try to censor it, close its doors. It's still going to be in the conscience because it's of God. So John, on the other hand, John the Baptist, he could die with a clean conscience. He could die with a clean conscience. Unlike Herod, he also had courage and fortitude in defending the truth. He did. John the Baptist defended the truth with courage and fortitude, what Herod did not have. So it's the same with us in the Catholic Church, with our moral teaching. Are we going to stand for the truth like John the Baptist or cancel it like the cancel culture? You know, I want to finish because a while ago, a few years ago, the United Nations Rights of Children report criticized heavily the Catholic Church, criticized it for its attitude towards homosexuality, contraception, and abortion. They said, quote, the church needs to change its own canon law to ensure that the rights, these rights of homosexuality, contraception, and abortion are guaranteed for the people. Now, what's interesting about that is the committee urged the Vatican to identify circumstances where access to abortion can be permitted for any mother, any age, even a young little teenage girl. And it urged the church to ensure that contraception become available in all Catholic schools. Hmm. It also called for the Holy See to condemn discrimination against homosexual couples raising children, which even Pope Francis has said is not right. Hmm. The irony, and there's a big one here, the irony of nations that were on that committee that condemned the Catholic Church were like Syria. Now, Syria used poison gas on children, yet they're lecturing the Catholic Church. Uganda, their kids are forced to fight and to kill and to die in wars, yet Uganda was lecturing the Catholic Church. Thailand, Thailand has long been tolerant of child sex trade and imprisonment and sex trade of young girls, yet Thailand is lecturing the Catholic Church. Saudi Arabia, which has completely outlawed Christianity, is calling the Catholic Church intolerant. Huh, you see the irony here, Norway. The Norway delegate even wanted the Vatican completely removed from the UN General Assembly for being intolerant. Where's the tolerance from Norway? Hmm. However, there are some, similar to John the Baptist, who are standing up for the truth. I mentioned her name years ago, but I'll mention it again. Sister Mary Walsh. 
She was with the USCCB, the United States Congress of Catholic Bishops, and she said that while the UN committee, she was referring to what I just read, is correct to voice concern over sexual abuse, this is true, its claim would have been much more credible if it also were to protect the most basic rights of a child, the right to life. What a great statement. You wanna talk about the rights of people? Contraception, gay marriage, you wanna talk about those rights? Okay, you'd have a lot more credibility if you talked about the most fundamental right of a child, the right to life. But somehow that was lost. So anyway, to finish, how will we react when the truth is attacked? Look to John the Baptist. He gave his life for it. We all may have to give a white martyrdom for it, condemned, criticized, even lose our job or being censored on social media. Some, like John the Baptist, may even give their life for it, as many have in concentration camps and work camps in Siberia and other places. Those are the true heroes. Hopefully, like John the Baptist or Thomas More, we won't be afraid. I know it's easier to say than do, but John the Baptist is a great example. He proved that it is more useful to call to mind the coming day of our death by fear and by living a holy life, a holy fear, than by celebrating our birth with luxury and dance like Herod did. Hmm. Most saints' days, that's why we celebrate them on the days of their death, not the days of their birth. Because their death is actually a new birth, a more important birth. Let us be willing to die for the truth. Maybe not physically with a red blood martyrdom like John, but dying to ourselves as people say, ah, he's crazy. I get chewed up and spit out, even by my own family. My own cousin banned me from Facebook because I put a picture of me in a collar. My own cousin banned me as friends on Facebook years ago. Hey, that's what happens. That's what happens. But we can have a clear conscience. That's what John the Baptist did. He wasn't out for popular opinion. He didn't get all politically correct with the magistrates and the prefects of all the people there at this party of Herod. He was sitting in a jail cell. This is interesting because like him, let us be willing to die for the truth because it might be coming. We don't know, but let's pray God protects us. I always laughed. I said on a couple of talks a while ago that if I end up in jail because I know I have a big mouth. I said, at least come visit me and bring me some food. And I got all kinds of beautiful packages in the mail. <laughs> I got fruit cakes and I got, I got all kinds of beautiful things. So God bless all of you because I feel that if that does come a time where we do go to jail, that our Marian family will be standing together. We'll stand in unison for the truth.
but always in love, as we learn from Father Cass. Always, always, always the truth with love. We can't have the truth without love, and we can't have love without the truth. If you have love without the truth, it's a lie, and that's not love. If you have truth without love, it's not charitable, and that's not love. So let us turn to John the Baptist today and ask for his help in standing for the truth and the faith that God gave us, and especially thank him for the gift of your conscience They'll help steer you back onto the road. You might fall a thousand times, but if that conscious keeps steering you on the right road, you're on the right track. And you know, I, I've said this before, but I think it's worth mentioning. I remember back in my 20s struggling and going to confession. And I said, I'm a mess, Father. I'm a mess. And the priest said, no, you're not. You're a good person. I said, Father, did you just hear my confession? I'm not a good person. He says, yes, you are. I don't even know you, Father. And he says, I don't have to. Just the very fact that you are here shows you're following your conscience. Praise be to God for that priest because it made a lasting impact. And hopefully John the, John the Baptist will on you too. God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.